0: Hello and welcome to the Football Digest Podcast. We are here for a deadline day special. Um, just gonna be a quick roundup of the things we can expect today. i Sam Mead with me. And I think the first place to start Sam has to be Arsenal, you know, looking for a central midfielder and Chelsea as well, looking to break the, the the transfer record in their pursuit of Enzo Fernandez. But what can you tell us about those deals? Are you expecting a lot of movement in London. Yeah, I think
1: we are to that. just before we came on air as well, I think it looks like, according uh, to talks to about, that um, Arsenal and Chelsea have just agreed a fee for Jorginho. So it's like an initial 12 million could rise to 12. Bit surprised it was that low to be honest. But I think it must just be down to the fact that um, it's contract's up in the summer and they're happy to just cut their losses. I don't think money's a massive issue for Chelsea at the moment based on their transfer spending. no. So. I think they're too bothered about the losses um it's a good sign in they definitely need cover especially with Partey injured um and he's a good player proven in the premier league uh, i think my only concern if i was arsenal would be that i think Partey and Jacka have really excelled and i think they complement each other because i think Partey is that bit more combative gets around the pitch he's very he's a big physical presence i'm not sure Jorginho fills that hole i think he's a little bit more of the jacker mold um but look, that system at Arsenal's working so well. And I think if they've got two people at the base of that midfield, behind that front three, who are obviously pressing really, really well, I think, you know, it's, it's a good deal. at suits all parties. Chelsea get some money in, Arsenal uh, get a player in. And at the end of the day, the player's probably quite happy that he doesn't have to move cities. So I think that'll definitely be attraction for him. Obviously, they were originally in for Caicedo, but to be fair to Brighton, fair play on their stance. You know, smaller clubs can get bullied a little bit, and Brighton have shown themselves willing to sell their best players when the right fee is offered, but they obviously decided at this point that we are not selling, and that is that. Um, they've obviously lost Trossard to Arsenal already, but it was more a case of he fell out with the manager. So I think they're very keen to keep Casado and obviously um the managers made it clear to the to the board that if they do want to push on and get European football, he's not really someone they can afford to lose. Obviously, they've lost, they obviously lost Cucurella in the summer. It seems like they lose their best player. Sort of every eighteen months or so, and they just keep going, which is credit to them. But I can't see him moving. And then, obviously, from the Chelsea side of things, yeah, I think they had to get rid of players, to be honest, because they obviously actively want Enzo Fernandez. Um, like they're not only really going to break the club record, but the British transfer record, which is currently the hundred million that City spent on on Jack Grealish. But they're, they're going to have to smash that. And by all means, according to reports. Benfica did want an initial lump sum paid up front, but I think Chelsea have offered a little bit more to pay it in installments, which just keeps them in line with FFP slightly. Um, but obviously if someone's coming in, someone's got to go. Um, so for Jorginho to leave, it sort of makes sense. They've obviously got quite a few options there. Um, so yeah, it's a bit more a statement signing, I think, than than something like, you know, he's the World Cup's best young player. And I think Todd Bowley has shown himself I think he's still adapting you know you can't play you can't not the fact that he's putting his hands in his pocket but there's not a hugely aligned strategy it doesn't seem with their signings i think this is very much a a statement it is a bit of a throwback to around rich's first window i don't know if he's sort of playing a game with himself seeing if he can outdo him for the first 12 months but he's giving it a right or go um but yeah you'd expect if fernandez deal did get over the line um would slot straight in i think the fee is so high by all accounts because obviously people forget benfica only signed him in the summer so he's only been there for about seven months from river plate but river plate's sell-on fee is massive so i think benfica need to really hike the price to make sure that they can make as big a profit as they can because they're going to lose a fair chunk of that money um over 20 million by all accounts to river plate so yeah watch this space
0: and also Chelsea, Hakim Ziyech is, is being linked with PSG and then obviously Conor Gallagher as well. So yesterday linked with Everton and also Newcastle. I think he's not going to Everton, but Newcastle could still potentially be a goer. But what do you make of those two players potentially leaving Stamford Bridge? Yeah, I think Ziyech has to leave for him more than
1: anyone else. Uh, there is a There's undoubtedly a player there. Um, but I think he probably does need a little bit of love and a bit of a show of faith, and I don't think he's always got that at Chelsea. You can argue whether that was down to his performances or not, um, but he definitely does feel like he needs an arm around him, does need a run of games, and the Chelsea eleven is so competitive. I'm not sure he's always got that, um, so I see why he would leave. My only the, – the bit I don't particularly get from his point of view is he's a forward and he's joining a team whose forward line is Messi, Neymar, Mbappe. So if he's after game time, I'm not sure he's 100% thought this one through, but a new environment may suit him, whether um, PSG can tweak the system to get him in, potentially play playing as a wing-back, I'm not sure that's his best position, but if that's where they want to go with it, then, you know, I think he definitely has to try something different. There's a lot of forward options for Chelsea. Obviously, you know, they've brought Felix in, they've brought Mudrick in, who looks an absolute star. So his minutes are just going to get depleted. So he had to go, potentially surprised at the location, but, you know, I mean, the player must have thought that through. And then Conor Gallagher is another one who I think is a bit of a, he's not a crossroads because he's so young, but he is that player who you look at how good he was at Palace. He obviously excelled at sort of like a mid-table side. And then he comes back to a a top six side and it's whether you can push on probably hasn't as much as people thought you can argue that's partly down to opportunity and partly down to he's just playing in a team that are underperforming, but you know, if he could get a move to Newcastle and you have to, you, you know, you forget like how far Newcastle are above Chelsea in the league. That'd be a massive step for him. And I think it'd be a massive coup for Newcastle. They're, I think they're really shrewd with their signings, but yeah, they're playing a lot of money and you know, they've paid a lot of money for Anthony Gordon. They're paying for the potential. And that's similarly what they would do with Connor Gallagher. But they are these players who top six clubs seem to sort of discard. And then other clubs go, well, there's a player there. So if you don't want to get the best out of him, we will. And you feel like in that Newcastle system, under Eddie Howe the feeling that they've got up there at the moment I think it'd be an amazing signing but it's whether Chelsea want to let him go I think the youth and the age may make Bowley and Potter think we should probably hold on to him for a year or two because it's not like his value is going to deplete so I wouldn't be surprised if he left but if I was Chelsea I would be saying you can go but you can go on loan.
0: Yuri Tielemans, he's sort of linked with a move for the last two, it feels like his contract's been running out forever, <laughs> ever since that FA Cup final where he scored the goal, he's, he's been on the verge of leaving Leicester, but you know, will Leicester look to cash in on him today, they've obviously signed in Harry Suter I think from Stoke for £50 million, do they need to recoup some money, do you expect Tielemans to go or do you think he'll wait until the summer where he can get a, a free transfer?
1: Yeah, I think the latter, to be honest. I think if Leicester held firm in the summer, I don't see why they would change their stance now. They do seem to be prepared to think that they got value for money throughout the duration of his contract. And if he does eventually leave for free, then that's the case. I think Brendan Rodgers is maybe very, very loosely optimistic that he can still talk him around. But I don't think that's going to happen myself. And you have to remember, Leicester, whilst they've massively improved on their poor early season form, they're certainly not 100% clear of relegation yet. So I don't think they can really afford to be letting their best players go. So I'd be very surprised if he moved. He was potentially one that Arsenal might have looked at if Caicedo and Jorginho didn't work out. But with Jorginho, it looks like it's going to happen. So I don't see why they would go down that route now.
0: Yao Cancelo that was sort of the surprise of yesterday him leaving Man City to go to Bayern Munich on loan Bayern Munich having a not an obligation to buy but an optional fee I think in the summer of 61 million pounds this one seemed to come very much from left field Cancelo I think has played the most minutes of every any Man City defender this season and seemingly a fallout between him and Pep but what do you know about that situation and do you think that Cancelo and City are done? Uh
1: I think they probably are. It's interesting you say he's probably you know, he might have played the most minutes, but the bulk of those minutes were pre-World Cup because since he's come back, he's quite often been left on the bench. Um, by all accounts, him and Pep have had a training ground fallout. Um, and I think it probably is a slight power play from Guardiola, which I certainly get from his point of view. And he's obviously looked at his options and thought that he has enough cover and he can almost make a statement. And I think in his position you i can see why he's done it obviously the emergence of rico lewis is a massive factor and they've got players like ake and laporte who was they you know quite often play at center half can fit in at left left back so he's probably thinking to himself i've got enough cover there and i don't need the player but you can't look past the fact he is a phenomenal individual Um, been one of their best players for the last two years. You know, we often rave about him, and rightly so. So Bayern are getting a serious player, um, at least for the next six months. And if they've got the money, they'd be crazy not to take him permanently. It's a massive loss for City and it's a massive loss for the Premier League because he's such a great player to watch. But it goes to show that even though player power seems to be on the rise, there are certain managers you probably better not cross. And uh, Guardiola seems to be one of them.
0: And last thing to touch on here: Everton expect to be busy. New manager in yesterday, and Sean Dyche. You expecting them to make you know, one, two, three, four signings? I mean, we've only got twelve hours left, so they're gonna have to get a move on if they do want to make some serious changes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an interesting time to hire a manager, isn't it? You hire in January, you think you can
1: bring in your own players, and it's you're in there and you've got twenty four hours. So I think if they do make any additions, which they definitely do need, it's, it's in the. Final third, like you know, I was looking at their defensive stats before we came on air. They're actually not that like not bad at all. When you look at the teams around them, their defense is pretty solid, and they've obviously you know they've got Tarkovsky, who Dyche knows well, where they worked with before, um, who's playing well enough. I mean, one that's been linked today is Anthony Langa, which I think would be like would suit. That's another move that would suit all parties because you know he's a forward. He's looking for game time. He's showing himself to have an appetite for goal. May United will want him to get minutes. Everton need some short-term solutions certainly before they can sort of look to really do something in the summer and they can't score goals I mean I know Calvert-Lewin's been injured for long parts of the season which doesn't help their cause because when he's firing he's a brilliant player but they've obviously just lost Gordon and if you look at their goal scoring tax it's absolutely atrocious and you know if you're not scoring goals you're probably not staying up and they do need to seriously look at that. They've obviously looked at a couple of players from abroad. So they would be bringing in somewhat unknown quantities, which does represent a risk at this point in the season. Um, whereas someone like Alanga would be a bit more tried and tested. So I think that's the route they potentially would, would go down, but you know, Dice has shown himself to get the best out of players who you might not look at and think, you know, they're going to tear up trees and you look at Burnley, whether it's Ashley Barnes, Chris Wood, these sort of players, you know, you got the best out of them. Um, so I think that's probably the route he'll look to go down, but they definitely need to look to do something, yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that's our quick morning update. Um, Sam Mead joining me here. We expect Enzo Fernandez to move to Chelsea and Jorginho to move to also. They're the two main deals that we think will be done today. Uh, thanks everyone for listening and you know hopefully you can get some respite from refreshing your Twitter feeds all day looking for some transfer news.